it going, guys? Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired Podcast, and it is so good to be with you. If you're just joining us, welcome. Glad you found the Dad Tired Podcast. If you're brand new, if you just stumbled upon this podcast for the first time, welcome. Super glad to have you. We'd love to have you come hang out with us. we got a closed group over on Facebook with thousands of guys from around the world who are taking their faith, their family, and their marriage very seriously. So if you're not a part of that group, come hang out with us over there for sure. We'd love to meet you and get to know you there. Um, man, t- this has been a really good week for me. Uh, I've, I've got a lot of writing done. I've been able to connect with a lot of you guys just online. Uh, P.S., the, the best way to get a hold of me um, is, I know you guys send like a lot of emails and messages and stuff. There's a lot of different channels, but the best way I think to get a hold of me is probably... Um, I'm trying to think of like the, <laughs> the I'm trying to not make empty promises here. I, I think Instagram. So right now I'm, I'm just spending a ton of time on Instagram. If you go over to Instagram, dad.tired and send me a direct message, um, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. If you just want to say, Hey, what's up or whatever. Um, I'd love to talk to you over there. So go to Instagram, follow dad tired. Uh, that's probably the best way for us to connect. Um, I want to tell you about a couple resources. One is, as always, this this podcast is brought to you by my favorite techni- technological, man, stumbling over that word, uh, technology. Let's just use that. Technology resource, which is Circle. Uh, as I've mentioned a million times, you guys know I'm passionate about this device. Uh, if you have kids in your house and you have internet, you definitely need a Circle device. Go to meetcircle.com, use the promo code DADTIRED, and you can get $10 off and free shipping. That device tracks every uh, device inside your house. It allows you to set timers, to hit a giant pause button on your kid's device, to limit your own screen time. Uh, so anyway, it's, it's my favorite device. Go to meetcircle.com. Click the promo code or use the promo code DADTIRED to get $10 off. Also, if you haven't heard, uh, I was talking to my good friend Aaron Smith from Husband Revolution today. I'm probably going to mention him a lot because uh, he's a good friend of mine and he's just doing really, really good stuff in the marriage space. I talk a lot about uh, dad stuff and obviously a lot of that has to do with um, being a husband. And so I'll talk a lot about husband stuff. But Aaron is specifically focusing on husband stuff and and uh, marriage stuff. And he and his wife have a podcast called Marriage After God. And they're writing a new book called Marriage After God. Anyway, it's super good stuff. Go over there. Check out their podcast called Marriage After God. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. Um, this podcast that I want to play for you today, it's, it's from the archives. As If you didn't hear, if you're just joining us, I'm taking the summer off to spend some time writing, which I've been able to get a lot of writing done, especially this week, which it was a really, really good writing week. Um so I'm taking the summer off. I'm getting a lot of writing done. I'm trying to spend some quality time with my family before we launch back up in the fall. So I'm taking episodes from the past that uh, I've noticed that you guys haven't downloaded as much. Uh, and yet I still think that they were good episodes even a few years ago. Um, so this particular episode, I'm, I'm telling uh, a, a story. Essentially, I'm talking about um, kind of a reconciliation moment I had with my dad. Uh, for those of you that listened for a long time, you know that I didn't grow up with a dad around. My dad left when I was three. And so I had this like really, really I, life-changing, and I don't use that word lightly. I, I very rarely throw out that word, but this was sincerely a life-changing moment in my life with my dad. And so um, I thought it was a really powerful episode. The people who listened to it uh, reached out because they've had similar dad stuff in their life. Um, so anyway, 
the the episode originally was called "You Forgot, But God Didn't," um, and it's really just talking about man, don't give up on on praying for people and hoping that God will move in people's life. I And so anyway, I don't want to give away all the details, but I love you. I miss you guys. I'm super stoked to get launched in the fall. But for now, take a listen to this episode from the archives later. Uh, today's podcast is a little bit more personal. Um, it's gonna it's gonna feel like I'm talking about myself a lot, which I try not to do. I try to try to be really general and speak kind of in general terms for anyone that's listening. So today's gonna feel a little bit more personal because I've I've had kind of a heavy week. It's not been a hard week or a bad week, but it has been a heavy week. Um, and so I'm gonna talk a little bit more personal. But I I promise if you stick around for towards the end, I'm gonna um, try to give you some points that I think are applicable to anyone, guy or gal, but you know, especially dads and husbands and men, I'm, I'm always trying to speak to you first. So, um, but stick around if you, if you get bored with any of my stories today and you're like, dude, dude, where the heck are you going with this? Uh, uh, I will try to like tie it all in together. So I just wanted to give that forewarning before we start today. But, um, to give you a, a little bit of context of the week and kind of why this week has been a heavy week. Um, I've mentioned this several times on the Dad Tired podcast and um, on the website and different things. I've written blogs and stuff I've written, but I've, I've, I've kind of alluded to the fact that um, I was raised by my mom, a single mom, and uh, I have three sisters, older sisters. I'm the baby boy, so I was the only boy in the house, and uh, my dad left when I was two, um, and he's a musician to this day. He, he became a full-time musician. He started playing music really seriously, actually, at 13 years old. And at 17 years old, he quit his senior year of high school to pursue music full-time and has done that every single week um, and you know day of his life since he was 17. He's actually done very well in music and has been able to survive his whole life by playing music. Uh, really talented, phenomenally talented um, man. And so he's always he's always played music his whole life, and uh, but he decided to choose music and a musician's career over kind of being a family man. And so he stepped out of our lives when I was two years old and kind of pursued. He didn't kind of he pursued his own thing. He did his own thing. Since then, I've never had like hard feelings towards him. I really mo- grew up most of my life thinking that that didn't actually affect me at all. Um, when people said, you know, what was it like not having your dad around? I I really I couldn't make any clear. Um, direct ties as to how that personally affected me. I didn't know. I I had no idea that that had a direct effect on me. I, I assume that it did. You know, I'm smart enough to realize like not having a dad around affected me. I just couldn't make direct connections onto how it affected me, and uh, and I never harvested bitter towards him. My dad, we we didn't have a ton of communication because he was always busy and doing stuff. But when he said he would show up, he showed up, and when he was around, he was really loving and engaged. It just was rare. He was very rarely there. So um, so I just didn't have a dad really growing up at all, but uh, did not grow up in my life like angry towards my dad. I've met a lot of men, uh, guys who have that, you know, that they just feel like anger and resentment towards their dad or they maybe they had, I, I know a lot of guys that had really abusive fathers and they just hated them. Um, so I can relate to not having a dad around. I can't relate to like being angry at my dad. Um, and if you've listened to the podcast or, you know, kind of been following along on Dad Tired at all, you you know that 2015 for me personally was, sucked. It was like the worst 
year ever for me uh, in my life. I just, um, I won't go into all of why I've, I've shared kind of sporadically throughout podcasts and blogs, but it just sucked as a, uh, in a year. Actually, if you, if you are at all interested in as to why, which, you know, I don't know if you would be, but if, if you are, I wrote a blog called, um, wives, the one thing you must do for your husbands. Uh, and I kind of talk about why it was such a hard year for me last year. But anyway, it was a, it was a crappy year for me. I was, um, living, uh, I've spent 11 years as a pastor, but, uh, it was my first year of my adult life that I was not employed by a church full time. And, uh, I was really just rebellious and I, I was, a, I was far from God. I was far from my wife. I was far from my family. It's just a really crappy year. And at the end of that year, I realized like, man, I should probably go to counseling. Like I should probably try to get my stuff together and figure this out because things are not going really well. This sucks. So I, I went to, I started going to counseling against all my pride and stuff. I, I figured that there's nothing a counselor that could tell me that I haven't told somebody else or helped in some other way, but swallowed my pride and decided I need some help and went to a counselor. And it was the first time going to the counselor that I realized like, um, my dad's absence had a really significant role in my life. And uh, one of the biggest ways, and again, I, I, I don't want this podcast to be totally about me, but I am trying to give you some context here. Um, one of the biggest ways that it has affected me was I realized that um, I think God designed uh, family. I think God designed like human relationship and family relationship so that a, a father's role in a child's life is to be kind of that affirmation. It really is. Um, the, the dad in a, in a family is supposed to be an earthly model of what our heavenly fathers are like. And our job is to continue to model for, um, who, what our heavenly father is like to our kids and also to point our kids back to how good our heavenly father is. So it's kind of a dual purpose in, in my opinion and, and what I believe in scripture is like uh, the, the role of the father is to one, model for your kids what how God the father is. So, you know, I, I continue to forgive my son because God continues to forgive me. So, so when my son thinks about forgiveness, he sees that dad is relentless and and uh, unwavering in his forgiveness towards him but also that would point my son then back to God so then I can say like son it's not just me that's forgiving you all the time it's we have an even greater father like God who is continuing to forgive both of us and uh, the only reason I'm able to continue to forgive you over and over and over is because God continues to forgive me over and over and over. And, and I want, as your dad, like I want to point you to an even better dad, and that's God the Father. So I think that that's, a, I think that's how God designed the man's role in a father uh, relationship with his kids is, is one to model what it's God the Father's like and then to point the kid, your kids back to God the Father. So with my dad's absence there, I didn't have that. Many of you who are listening, if you are in my age group, it is likely that you uh, didn't have that either. And so we kind of were missing this gap of what it means to have this kind of unconditional love and validation and uh, security in the comfort uh, in our dads, you know. And so what we do, what I did was I searched for that somewhere. And I think we all, well, I know we all do this in some shape or form. Um, but we all kind of cling to something that we think will give us that v- validity that maybe our dad was not giving us. So 
I wanted somebody to tell me that I'm loved, that I'm valuable, that I have worth, that I have purpose, um, that I have meaning. And I did not have a dad um, telling me those things constantly and, and teaching me those things and pointing me towards those things. And so I searched for it anywhere that I could find it. I, I'd searched for it in the approval of other men, whether that be teachers or coach. Um, I searched for it through girls and uh, especially, you know, when I was young and in high school and, uh, you know, I wanted to validate. I played a lot of music actually like my dad when I was that age and uh, that attracted um, girls to be around in that environment. And I just wanted them to say, hey, you're valuable. You are worth something. You're talented. You have validity. You um, matter. And so I, what I realized when I started going to counseling last year is like I've spent my entire life grasping for somebody to give me validation, for somebody or something. And again, that came through bosses. It came through coaches. It came through other um, men, man figures in my life, male figures in my life who um, were over me or had authority over me. Again, teachers, coaches, bosses, whoever. I wanted them to you know, have this. I put more pressure on them than they probably even realized because there was even more than I realized because I, there was this void in me of wanting that sense of validation from a man. And I didn't realize that I was doing that um, until I'd gone, gone to counseling. And this counselor had kind of pointed out my blind spots and it was really super, super revealing. I'm like embarrassed um, by how much the, it, it has like a very direct correlation on my life and the way that I was living my life so much so to the fact like I noticed in every single scenario that I've that I'm in in my life on a day-to-day basis I am constantly searching to feel like I have validation um, in every situation as simple as like I can be at the barber waiting to get a haircut and another guy can walk in and immediately I'm sizing myself up to feel like am I um the most talented guy in the room. I wonder what he does for a living. Do I have, am I smarter than him? Could I be more athletic to him? Like even in more subtle and subtle ways, like uh, it's sickening, like how much this has affected my life in everyday situation, but just wanting constantly comparing myself to other men and to feel like um, I have value and trying to prove myself. Like I've got value here. I've gotten worth something. You should think highly of me because I've got some kind of accomplishments and, just grasping, whether that's on Facebook or um, in ministry or in sports or, uh, you know, some whatever, like traveling, anything I could do to have somebody say, hey, Jared, you're funny or you're smart or you're a good leader or you're a great pastor or you're a great teacher. Whatever it is, somebody just constant. I'm looking for somebody to constantly say, um, you have validity. And it's affected me really, really deeply. So that's a long way of saying this last year was like the first time I really figured out, man, my dad's absence in my life really affected me, affected me to in the day to day stuff, like on a day to day basis, it actually affected the way that I live my life in the day to day, all the way into the core of who I am. And I, and for the first time in this last year, I was able to start making like some direct correlations between my dad not being there and how I live my life and how that's affected me. All that to say, when I was in counseling last year, um, I thought to myself, I want to have a conversation with my dad. I want to have, I want to have the balls just to like talk to him about this stuff. And again, I'm not, I was never mad at my dad. I wasn't like angry with him or have bitterness towards him, but I just wanted to talk to him like, dad, um, I, I just need you to like 
tell me uh, what what it was like trying to raise me and why you left. Um, in fact, in the middle of my counseling, I talked to my dad probably one uh, once every like six months, and they're really brief conversations over the phone. Um, but that was kind of our pattern of talking. And um, while I was going through counseling and kind of making these direct correlations to my dad's absence in my life, um, there was one day that my call, my dad called to just kind of give me an update on life and kind of share what was going on in his life. And uh, he was actually telling me a funny story. He was like telling me something funny that had just happened to him that week. And just hearing my dad's voice, I, again, I hadn't spoken to him in months. And at that same time, I was going through this counseling where I was thinking about him a lot and his absence a lot. And so he called in the midst of this kind of randomly, and he's telling me this funny story about something that was happening in his life. And I was sitting in the bathroom, I was actually getting ready. And I had, as he's talking, just the sound of his voice, for whatever reason, I've never had this happen, but it was just the sound of his voice. Um, I mean, I got so emotional. And I think it's just processing all the stuff that I was processing at the time. And I had to put the phone on mute. Like he's talking, he's literally telling me a funny story. And I have the phone on mute. And I, I don't want to be overly dramatic, but I literally like, I, I felt, I didn't fall. I, I sat down on the ground and like was in a fetal position weeping um, at the sound of my dad's voice. And all I could think of as I'm, as I'm hearing my dad's voice and he's telling me this funny story, you know, and it's, it's, but all I'm thinking inside was, does this man really love me? Um, and it was the first time I really ever questioned my life. Like, does this man actually love me? Like he left he left when uh, he, when I was two, and I have a five year old son. And it was the first time I was like, "How could he do this? Does he like? Does he love me?" You know, I'm a thirty year old man on the floor in my bathroom, weeping at the sound of my dad's voice. As I realized, like he, um, there is a huge void that that's in my life because of his absence. And uh, and so the last you know six to nine months have been tough as I've kind of dealt through this stuff. And so. My dad uh, ended up calling me um, a couple, I guess it was a, a couple of weeks ago and saying, hey, I'm, I'm kind of doing a road trip with my new wife and we're going to we're going to drive through um, up to Canada and through Oregon and would love to see you and the kids and grab a meal with you. And so that happened. Um, today's Monday. That happened yesterday. Um, we decided we would go to have a meal together and we went to this nice restaurant in Portland and we're hanging out, the four of us, he, his wife, my wife, and we're hanging out and uh, conversation can always kind of stay a little bit surface because not because we don't really care about each other, but we just in many ways are still getting to know each other. Uh, when, when we see each other, it's kind of weird as that. I've never said that out loud. It sounds kind of weird, but... Um, so we're talking and somehow we got on the conversation of his dad. And I know that he, I, from what very little I know, I know he hated his dad and he wasn't there. He found out his dad died and he didn't go to a funeral or anything. He just really hated his dad. And uh, he had kind of started to talk about how much he, his dad was just a terrible man and was completely absent and he hated him. And so um, oddly enough, that happened on Sunday. On Saturday night, I had a dream that I was going to have that kind of ballsy conversation with my dad about like um, just talking to him about my childhood. So on Saturday night, I have that dream 
um, about having a deep heart to heart with my dad, which I've never, I literally have never had with him. And then on Sunday, we're at a nice meal and he's sharing with me about his dad and how, uh, how much he hated his dad and how much his dad sucked. And so my heart, my, my, like I could just feel this pit in my stomach like this, um, kind of my stomach sink as I hear him start to talk about his dad. And I think, okay, like I, this is it. This is the time that I, that I don't know if there will be another time or opportunity for me to talk to him. And so I just asked him, I said, dad, you know, with your dad and, and your childhood, what did you think when you raised me? Like when you had a son and, uh, and I was born, what were your thoughts on, on that? And I tried to keep it really open-ended and kind of general and maybe a little bit vague. And I think asking that question, my dad knew exactly what I was asking, um, or at least what I was trying to get to. And, uh, man, I feel like I could get emotional just talking about, sorry. So I think, yeah. So my dad, uh, he starts to share, um, he, about his regret and, uh, how he had, grown up his whole life thinking that he never wanted to be the dad that his dad was. And, uh, and, and yet he turned out to be that way. He turned out to be absent in his kids' life and, um, in my life. And he talked about how he regrets that he chose his lifestyle of music, uh, in exchange for being involved in my life and, uh, and how to this day in his sixties, uh, how he is regretting that decision and that he and how he missed out on all the things that he missed out on. And uh, and he apologized that he wasn't there for me. And um, and I told him, you know, as he's saying this, I'm literally I just start crying in the restaurant. I just lose it in the restaurant and I'm trying to like pull myself together and hold myself together um, as I'm hearing my dad say these words. And um, and I, I tell him, I just said, Dad, I've never, I've never had hard feelings towards you. I've never, you know, hated you or been angry at you. But I, for the first time in my life, once I had kids, I like started to question, did you really love me? Uh, because I have a son, and I can't imagine leaving him. I can't imagine leaving him right now. And I just wanted my dad to like hear that. I wanted to, him to see my pain and my hurt. And uh, you know, my my dad, he was just so gracious. He was so gracious, and uh, and and his humility and his apology. And I really believe sincerely that he regrets not being in my life. And he looked at me in the eye and he told me how proud he is of me. Sorry. So yeah, he, yeah, he just told me how proud he is of me and, um, and, uh, that how much he loves me and how much he thinks about me and cares about me. And so it was just a really, it was this, huge moment of healing there's this huge moment of healing and uh so all that to say one i just it's what's consuming my mind obviously the last two days it's been the only thing on my mind the last two days um and so one it's hard to think about talking about anything else on this podcast other than i you know this because it's it's just such a huge deal it'll be a a a day and a weekend that I remember for the rest of my life. But, um, but to tie that in to like, hopefully you've been able to make some connections to your own life, even in just that story. But, and in my story, because I think there's a lot of similar stories, but, uh, here are the two things that, uh, that I've in the last 24 hours that I've kind of, um, made conclusions on 
And I'll wrap up the podcast with these two thoughts. And the, the, the first one is this. My, I remember praying for my dad and I remember praying for his heart and I remember praying for our relationship um, probably for the last 10 to 15 years. And to be honest, I, for the last like five or six years, I've just kind of given up. I've given up on any hope of having an actual relationship with my dad, like a real deep connection relationship. I've just kind of assumed that our whole life we would have this surface level relationship um, for the rest of our lives. And yesterday I was reminded that God is faithful in his prayers and in, in our prayers to him that even on the things that we've been praying about or maybe you prayed for in the past with a lot of faith i prayed with tons of faith that god would snatch my dad's heart that god would continue to bring us together or bring our lives together that he would deepen our relationship and even though though i had forgot about those things god had not forgotten one about my prayers and two about my dad like god had not is not has not stopped pursuing my dad's heart my dad i don't think is following jesus um, but I, I'm not convinced that he's given up on my dad. In fact, some of the, the based on some of the conversation we had yesterday, I think my dad is entering into a new whole new season of life, and I think God may be um, still chasing after his heart. And so, my first kind of conclusion out of yesterday was, man, God is so faithful that he he did not forget my prayers 10 or 15 years ago, that he's been faithful to them even when I forgot them, that God was faithful to answer them. He's been faithful to, to bring our lives together, um, that God is the God of reconciliation, that he is making all things new. It's not just that he will make all things new one day, like we just kind of suffer through the crap of this life, and then one day everything like get, explodes, and then he'll be back to make all things new again, which he will make all things new again, but... I think he's making all things new. I think we're getting glimpses of heaven here on this earth right now. And uh, I got a glimpse of that at this restaurant, that God is in the business of reconciliation, that he takes brokenness and messiness and sin and junk, and he uses it for good and his glory. Um, he makes all things new again. And I got a glimpse of that yesterday, and it reminded me of God's faithfulness. Um, and that song, you know, the Gungor, Gungor, I don't know how to say his name, but it, you make beautiful things. You make, make beautiful things out of dirt, out of dust. Um, and that's what I saw yesterday, that all the crap of my life, of my dad's life, of his dad, all of that. And God is, had not forgotten our, us uh, his, his, for his own glory and for our good. He was continuing to make things new again. And so I got a glimpse of God's faithfulness yesterday. That's the first thing. If you're praying for something, if you're praying for someone, your dad, um, someone in your family, a friend, whatever, do not relent in your prayers because uh, I know we've heard this a thousand times, but we're so um, we're so just stuck in a box of timelines that if we don't see God move in the timeline that we want it to move, we forget, we move on, we lose hope, whatever. But God is outside of time and he is faithful. He is faithful, and we can trust that he's faithful to his own character, that God wants reconciliation. He wants hearts. He wants my dad's heart. He wants my heart. He wants reconciliation because that's his character. That's the way he designed things. And so when we pray according to his will and his character, like he's faithful, he wants to answer that prayer. Does God want me to get a new brand new car and a new house? I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense for his character, but I do know that God wants my heart, that God wants my dad's heart, that God wants rest restoration because that points back to him. That gives him glory. Uh, and so God wants to answer these prayers. Do not relent in your prayers 
because God will be faithful to his character. And uh, don't give up on things that you're praying for. God is faithful to make all things new again. Um, So that's my first point. My second point is this. Uh, In the morning, the next morning, I woke up and I I was, again, I'm kind of a softy, but I was crying in the shower thinking about the night before, how my dad and how God had been faithful and kind of bringing me and my dad's relationship. For the first time in my life, I like felt like I was close to my dad. Like I was, he was like a friend almost. Like I wanted to spend more time with him. I wanted to be around him. Uh, I wanted to hang out with him. And, um, and in that very same moment, I had this thought that my dad's love of, of hearing him say that he's proud of me, that he loves me. Uh, it was one of the most powerful, impactful moments of my life without a doubt. But at that very same moment, it did not touch the satisfaction that I find in Jesus. My dad's um, pride in me, his love in me means a ton, but it doesn't compare and it didn't go as deep as what I felt in Jesus. And it, it made me think like I, men, uh, we, our kids need us like, and we need our dads. We need people to like um, pour into us and to have a sense of pride in us. But at the end of the day, my dad still sucks at being God. If all I had was my dad's pride and my dad's love and my dad's affection and my dad's stamp of approval, but I was still missing Jesus, I would st- my soul would still be empty. Um, and even more than my, I need my dad, I need Jesus. I need the heavenly father. I need the reassurance of the heavenly father, the God of the universe saying, Jared, I'm proud of you. I love you. I'm delighted in you. And even for 20, 30 years of my life, I've been wanting that validation. It did not satisfy my soul in the way that I thought it would. And I shouldn't be surprised because nothing satisfies my soul more than Jesus himself. And that's my other point to you. If there's something that you need from someone, maybe it is your dad. Like you are just hoping, even maybe subconsciously, that your dad would give you something. Or maybe it's your wife that if they just did this, if they just could start to act that way, or if she just treated you that way, or maybe your husband, if you're a wife listening, that if he just started to do this or talk to me this way or treated me this way or whatever, if he could be more romantic or be more emotional, whatever, that your soul would be satisfied. Let me tell you again, there's nothing, there's not a single human relationship that will satisfy your soul like God can satisfy your soul. The love that you are desiring from your dad, from your mom, from your coach, from your friend, whatever um, will not satisfy your soul like Jesus. In fact, it'll continue to leave you empty and wanting more. If there's somebody, it's like, man, I really need this person to forgive me or, or ask for forgiveness. Maybe somebody's hurt you deeply and you really want their forgiveness and you just like kind of dream about the day that they would humble themselves and say, listen, I'm sorry for what I did. And that would kind of give your soul rest. Listen, it would feel good. Absolutely. I'm not going to downplay that. Like those kind of moments, that moment in the restaurant the other day was a historical moment in my life. It was a healing moment in my life. Absolutely. But it does not satisfy or complete my soul the only way that God can. My dad stepped up. He humbled himself. He apologized. He looked me in the eye and told me he was proud of me. And that was food for my soul. But it does not satisfy my soul. He is not as good of a father and can never be as good of a father as God the Father. Your husband Uh, If you're a wife listening, will never be as good of a provider. He will never pursue your heart. He will never be as delighted in you as God the Father can be um, and is. 
Um, your wife will never pursue you or will never say things to you or will never um, do the things you want her, her to do like God can, the way that Jesus has loved you and forgiven you and pursued you. God is always better. That's the short of it. Jesus is always better than what we want human relationship to do. So anyway, it's been a big week for me. Um, and God's continuing to pursue my heart and uh, he's continuing to prove himself faithful. And he drew me back to himself in many ways this week. And I'm grateful for that. I've gone over my time. I hope my story and this week of, of what God's doing can be of some encouragement to you. Continue to pray for the people that um, you maybe have given up on because God is relentless in his pursuit of hearts. And, um, and remember in the midst of that, there's nothing that can satisfy like Jesus. Even if all your prayers became answered for all these human relationships, it still wouldn't give you hope and security and comfort like Jesus can. I love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. If this podcast was helpful, would you please rate it, leave a review? Um, It just helps it stay on the front of iTunes and more and more people get to hear the good news of Jesus that he hasn't given up on us. I love you guys. Thank you for taking the time to listen uh, and uh, be part of this community. Come join us on Dad Tired. Love you. Talk to you later.